0: This week we'll be talking about Nintendo showing a new Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom trailer in its latest Nintendo Direct. Nintendo, again, investing in their employees despite falling sales numbers. The Negro Leagues coming to MLB The Show 2023. Apex Legends Season 16 is bringing a whole lot of changes. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 6 of Press X to Start's Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I am your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices. I am joined by... Oh, yeah. Uh, Just me today. Hey, everyone. It's me, Avery. And you have the pleasure of sitting down for a rare but fun fireside chat. For those who know, no. For those who don't, you're young. Enjoy your life. Press X to start. Gamers Digest is a video game podcast that condenses the most important gaming news from the past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and hitting the notification bell. If you are listening, we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are tuned in on. If you want to join in our conversations, you can by joining our Discord at pressx2start.com slash Discord. All right. Now you know who we are. Now you know what this is. Now you know where you can contribute to our greatest endeavors. I think it is time that we jump into the gaming news. Avery, what's happening?
1: Yeah, a lot happened this week. Mm, Well, nothing big bombs. I've once again forgotten how conversations work. Let me just start with our first story. This is a roundup uh, from IGN.com of the Nintendo Direct that we had this week, or at least the week prior that you're listening to this. Uh, This is written by Adam Bankhurst. They didn't do this list in the chronological order in which the actual games were shown. They went from the most biggest games to the top, uh, small games to the bottom. So I'm flipping this and starting from the bottom, going from the top. So we're just going to discuss some of the things that we saw here. One of the things they showed off is Master Detective Archives Rain Code, which is a game they've already shown off. It's from the Danganronpa team, so that's cool if you like those uh, type of things. They also showed off a game called Deca Police, which uh, it's a level 5 game. Uh, I, I think it's the same level 5 team that makes the Professor Layton games. Uh, cool anime art style. It is what it is, calling it Deca Police. Uh, whatever, I was a big yeah, fan like, of that. What
0: is that. Is that supposed to mean anything?
1: No, it's, you're a police detective. You're solving mysteries. And Decker Police is just like, it's saying the, the police in the name. We're in 2023.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm gotcha. just saying,
1: I love the chain. I was a, a mm-hmm. psychic cop in that game. I got no problem with this. Uh, <laughs> then we got one of the weirder games on Switch. that sort of reminds me of how, not barren, but how weird the Switch ecosystem is for like big games. We got Fashion Dreamers, which seems to be they took the fashion part of most games that they put in as a side part and just made it the entire game. So we'll see what the death of this
0: game is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this was interesting because I, I jumped onto the uh, Nintendo Direct kind of late. So I jumped in like midway through this. And I'm like, what is happening? And then they flashed up the, the actual black character. And I was like, oh, that skin tone is not okay. But I, I, was, I was just so lost in the sauce. It's not the skin
1: tone as a problem. It's the fact that they have one facial archetype, which is the standard anime thing where it's like, oh, this is a dark skin anime character. So they yeah, quit-
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely had that same feeling, but it was right. just it was, it was so off-putting because one, I didn't know what I was looking at and then it just flashed the character. And I was like, whoa. What's happening here? What is this game? <laughs> is this a game? <laughs> so I was I, just so lost. Yeah, I
1: don't, I don't know if it's really a game. Uh, Omega Strikers is coming to Switch, which is a game that was made by X-Apex. Oh, te- uh, well, I only know it because the X, ex- one of the former Apex devs is on the team. So I get a lot of notifications from this game. It's made by uh, X, ex- uh, I want to say uh, MOBA creators from, I want to say League and Dota and things like that. It's relatively popular on uh, on PC. Not like super popular, but it's earned its niche. And It seems like an interesting game. It has a very anime aesthetic into it.
0: Like, it reminds uh, me of the um, the Super Giant game,
1: it's, uh, Hades or Transistor. No, uh, no, they,
0: they're, they're oh, they're Pyre, them. Pyre, the Pyre. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, yeah.
1: they also showed off Ghost Trick uh, Phantom Detective, which is, I believe, a return to the Ghost Trick franchise since it was like a DS game. So that's cool. Uh, we also got We Love Katamari Reroll, which I believe is a bundle of the remasters of the Katamari games. Yeah, so that, that like, those are classic, really great games, so it's cool they're on Switch. Uh,
0: yeah, that's cool to see.
1: A game that sort of surprised me, Fantasy Life I, the girl who steals time. Like, okay, oh, there Fantasy Life One. Oh, no, I think it is I. This is so dumb.
0: Yeah, I think it is I. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had gotten away from the farming uh, sim games in this direct, mm. but you like, can't escape mm. it. You can't escape it.
0: Can't escape it. Nope.
1: <laughs> in a, com- not confusing, but I was surprised by the game that stood out the most to me in this is Harmony, uh, the fall of reverie, which is from the life of strange team. Don't not. Uh, they're also making that Irish uh, ghost hunter game. So it looks like they're making two games. This one seems to be geared for the switch. It's probably a life is strange ass visual novel, uh, walk around an environment kind of thing. It has a really cool animated art style that I think it yeah. looks really cool. This is one of those games that I'm putting on the Avery Williams. I'm gonna sit here and cry about this woman's trials and tribulations kind of a thing. But
0: yeah, this definitely stood out to me as well. I, I think the animation is like superb. It looks really interesting, and like I'm not really one for these kind of games, but this one was really just intriguing to me. I was actually waiting to see if anyone was going to put this on their fantasy critic league. No one did. And I was like, huh? Okay. Cause I was definitely going to counterpick that, or not counterpick. I was definitely going to try to bid over to, to get this. Yeah. But no one did. So I was like, okay, I, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait on it. But yeah, it, like it's,
1: it's a weird game. Cause like don't is making a triple a game on one side. And as someone who likes their last double a game, vampire, I'm like, I don't know. If you guys have the resources to make mm. this game sing. Uh, and then they're doing this as well, so I don't really know what they're doing. But we now live in an era where like studios have to sort of be masters of none, especially when they're not owned by a, a big group. So like I'm, I'm hoping That's this true. all pans out for them. They also showed off Samba de Amigo Party Central, which is a uh, brand new Samba de Amigo game. This is from Sega. Uh, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not a Samba fan. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's cool. It probably it'll probably go hard with the uh, HD Rumble. Uh, They also showed off a new Professor Layton game. I've never been a Layton head. Uh, So this is, uh, the big thing about this Direct is that, like, it's very clear how far I have fallen out of my Nintendo fandom Mm -hmm. with every increasing Direct that they go on, where it used to be like, oh, man, here's a list of games. I'm super interested, and I want to play on my Nintendo Switch. Now it's like, oh, man, here's a list of games. I'm like, cool, Switch has games. Uh, I'm, I'm not really into this. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah I don't I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's I think this was a direct for like I would probably say a lot of filler to get to their like big headline
1: i did not like the direct i will say this like watching yeah, it yeah. i was incredibly bored by it i think yeah the first i not judging the quality of the game but the way they paced the games uh it wasn't till the very uh, i'm to say the last 10 to 15 minutes of this 40 minute direct where i was like okay i'm actually interested and perked up by some of the things they're announcing here uh tron identity is the mike Bittle games junk. i'm a big tron fan i'm interested in this if it's only on switch i'll play it on switch if not i'll probably end up playing on a pc or on console
0: yeah yeah, I, I think this was also another uh, standout for me as well. I, I like the look of it.
1: Heads up, it, it, it is a visual novel. This isn't yep. a Tron like, uh, light cycle uh, like, uh, uh, arcade kind of a thing. It's like, no, this is a visual novel mystery. Yeah, uh, yeah. Boten Kaito's 1 and 2 HD remastered. Now, ignore everything I said about me not giving a shit about this direct, and uh, everything I said about the uh, don't know game as being my most standout thing. This was the A.V. Williams' Nintendo nostalgia of the GameCube era being like, oh, they're remaking Baten titles, HD remasters. Do I want to lose another 100 hours of my life playing this game on a console that I don't normally play video games on? We'll oh, yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see.
0: yeah I, this was one of those games I was like, oh, that's a weird title. I think this had the uh, title key art that was the most confusing because it was like all green and kind of viney where I couldn't even really tell what the actual title was. It was just a little design thing.
1: Big Bop and Catos fan. In another yeah. podcast, I give you 20 minutes to watch this game rocks. Anyway, <laughs> Etron, there is an Etron Odyssey uh, Origins Collection that they're putting on Switch. Etron Odyssey are really old-style RPG dungeon-crawler games that never really interested me because I really don't like that. Uh, you don't see your character. You just see the enemy on the screen and yeah, situation uh that being said they pretty much all but confirmed that hey we're putting this game out to see if we can get more Eternal odyssey games out there so if you're a fan of that franchise cool more dead cells uh, uh castlevania got shown off again so you're a dead cells fan that's sweet uh bana origins the race on the lost demon also got another gameplay trailer uh i think they got a release date as well so it's like march 17 2023 I, unfortunately, didn't play Bayonetta 3, so, like, I think I'm out on Bayonetta for the time being, as long as it's a Switch game, and Devil May Cry 5 exists, so I'm like, I'm fine. Uh, Octopath 2 got a demo, uh, so that game is also out. It's also coming to all platforms now, so it's not just a Switch game, which is, uh, in my ongoing, what's going to happen with Square Enix situation, tells me a little bit of how I feel about what that organization's relationship is going to be with other studios. the Star's got a release date in the demo is coming out in August. Uh you briefly played the demo?
0: Yeah, so I I played this. I'm a lapsed um I don't even I it, it, I can't even say JRPG fan, but like when I look at this game, I think my time I spent in like what Secret of Mana, those kind of like top-down world traversing kind of RPG kind of things. And I was like, "Oh, this looks cool." I played it. It's cool. It's just I think i'm just I've, I've moved past like these genre of games where it just doesn't i don't see myself actually buying this and sitting down and playing it when i can be playing other games that are more visually appealing for me so
1: fair oh <laughs> uh, they got disney illusion island got shown off again we last saw that at the d23 disney showcase uh mm-hmm. this game looks cool it still very yeah. much looks like a flash game to me yeah uh but it looks really good in terms of like Cool aesthetic art style and things like that. And not in the cool Rayman type of flash game, but in the very much like uh I, I played this on new grounds. Yes, yes. In a circa yeah. 2010 situation.
0: Uh, I totally feel that.
1: Fire Emblem got more DLC for Fire Emblem Engage, a game that kind of came and went as someone who's a Fire Emblem fan. It was just like it was such a weird thing to see that game just come out and just like be instantly forgotten in the grand scheme. But there seems to be. My read is that Fire Emblem Engage was built off the back of the Fire Emblem Gotcha game, and they're trying to figure out a way mm. to put Gotcha into Fire Emblem. And the way they seem to be extolling this DLC stuff with it seems to lean credence and they're trying to deal with that, which is fine.
0: As long as it doesn't... And I, I'm I'm purely speaking as a person on the outside of the Fire Emblem-like oeuvre. As long as it doesn't affect their mainline games, that's fine. But, like, if the next Fire Emblem game is, like, giant story whatever and it also has gotcha system I, I think that would start to alienate their um fan base
1: we'll see i agree with you but like if they're getting data that fire emblem heroes is like a popular game that like they can just port that and just make money and, like we'll see everyone's trying to be on that live service train and gotcha is one of the easiest live service things to deal with uh you're not wrong xenoblade chronicle 3 got an expansion pass so that's cool for the xenoblade Chronicles 3 people moving on more Kirby stuff. Uh, we got a uh, Kirby's return to dreamland deluxe. Uh, and it also got a demo. Uh, it's being released next, no, this month. So if you're big into Kirby games and you were excited for the last one that came out, this is probably not the game to play, but it's, you're excited for the Kirby as a character. <laughs> play this game. <laughs> Splatoon three got its, uh, expansion pass, which seems to bring back the setting from Splatoon one. And it also sealed off a future one that's dealing with, I want to say agent eight from the Splatoon two single player mode. It very much looks like a near game.
0: Yeah, that the end part, I was very much like, "Oh, this is interesting, kind of different." It, 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 I guess you're underwater. There's a part where it looks like fish or something like swim by. I, I don't think you're wide. underwater. I
1: think they're just it's like ethereal land, and fish are just swimming because nothing makes sense here. True, true. Next, they showed off more Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, uh, and more of its new tracks. Also revealing that Birdo. Is going to be a playable character. And one of the new tracks is pretty much based off Yoshi's Island. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, we're never getting a Mario Kart 9 or a Mario Kart 10. <laughs> not
0: at all. Actually, not if
1: at I'm at Nintendo, all. I count all the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe content as Mario Kart 9 and I just go to Mario Kart X.
0: That's actually not a bad idea. And yeah. I I doubt the fan base would be like, well,
1: where's my 9?
0: Yeah, like, no, oh, there
1: don't give a shit. shit. Don't give a shit. Yeah, one of yeah. the DS games is counted as like six. So I was like, no, I give a shit. <laughs> uh advanced Wars finally got a release today one plus two uh it's coming out on april 21st 2023 i swear to god russia if you fuck this up for its fan base i will <laughs> i will personally <laughs> join the military and fucking and do a little war crimes nothing major right? nothing major <laughs> just a little war crimes
0: just a little
1: just a little <laughs>
0: just, a, just a little
1: bit just a little uh now we're getting to the meat of the big content that they talked about that was scattered in between this Number one is that the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance are being added to Nintendo Expanse, uh, the Nintendo Online Service. Game Boy for based on Nintendo and Game Boy Advance for Nintendo uh, Online Expansion Pass. So shout out to Sean for paying for that for some reason. But this was completely uninteresting to me. Uh, yeah. Up yeah. until I saw what they were coming up later, which was the Oracle Season and Oracle of Ages of Legend of Zelda games, which are fucking fantastic, and then mm. Golden Sun there. And, and anyone knows about my creative endeavors, know how much Golden Sun is in the DNA of everything I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. So I'm super excited to maybe play that game again. We should play that game again with trophies, but that's not here or there. Uh, I'm excited for that. The only thing that will get me more excited is if when they finally put the Pokemon games on these services, they're all connected to the same goddamn Nintendo home service, Pokemon home service, so that I could play this game. I could take Pokemon from that game and put it into the more modern games. Instead of just so- being
0: like, Sorry to interrupt, but Pokemon being on this service, that is what I am curious about. Because I had a Game Boy, I had a Game Boy Advance, I had a Game Boy Color and all that stuff. But like, really and truly, I was just playing Pokemon games. And part of me wants to believe that Nintendo would put this on this service and like, hey, just download it. But the other part of me... The the capitalistic side of me thinks Nintendo would be leaving money on the ground if they put this on the service without somehow figuring out how to charge extra money for it.
1: They already charge extra for it. They made remakes
0: of these games. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But the originals, though, nope. You charge seventy dollars. That's where you charge seventy dollars. Well, on this logic,
1: I know you're trolling me right now. But on this logic, (laughs) (laughs) is that you have a sixty dollars version of Pokemon? Red and Blue versus Pokemon Let's Go.
0: Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: one that works with every other version of Pokemon going forward. There's no real reason to say let's not put the original Red, and Blue, and hey, let's fuck around and put Green on there on the uh, Pokemon at Game Boy service. I don't think it's losing any money because like you already have a version of that one that like people want to, go to play for nostalgic reasons. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna get the service for it. Because the people who want to play those games have already hacked the cheating or right, are playing those yeah. games online and there's another version of them that exists already. It's like uh, Last of Us Part One and Last of Us remastered being on various places and platforms.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. We also showed up Pikmin 4, which uh finally that game exists and we've seen it. Uh they gave it a July twenty first uh release date. Game looks cool. There is another weird looking dog in the game.
0: With two feet. <laughs>
1: yeah. And they also seem to be hinting at a like, I want to say, dying light two nighttime aggressive uh, enemy mode. So
0: that whole scene just screamed bug snacks to me.
1: Yes, it reminds me so much of the ending of bug
0: snacks. (laughs) Really, like almost shot for shot. (laughs) Uh,
1: Oh man! uh, Then we got Metroid Prime remastered, which is finally shown off. It's not the retro prime trilogy remastered it's simply metroid prime remastered uh it is the remastered version of the gamecube uh version physical copy uh will be available february 22nd but they released it digitally day and day which i think is pretty cool i love metroid prime and if i was more active in the switch ecosystem i would have 100 percent bought this game just to see how yeah. they handle dual analog gaming because original metroid prime you had to aim and then lock on and then you once you've locked on you were like sort of locked in an animation. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, this trailer looked really, really good. Like, I was very impressed with how graphically um uh, nice it looks compared to the grand scheme of where we are in our console generations and so on and so forth. I, I never played Metroid Prime, and it was a thing of, oh, this looks interesting. At the time, I heard about you know what you're saying with the controls and how it plays. I was like, that doesn't even really appeal to me. And then also, the whole like you are in this base and you're trying to figure out like what's happening in terms of the the bugs and stuff. I was like, ah, I really want any part of it. But like now, very interesting. Like I I may or may not try this out.
1: Yeah. And then the big game that they showed off. I guess what my guess is the entire reason Nintendo Direct exists is they showed off more Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. They showed off a new sort of a, how would I say this, way to interact with the world. So it seems to be like you're going to have your base secret slate and all that abilities. They're also going to get a magic arm situation. that will allow you more ways of articulate, manipulate that world. There seems to be some implications that like, there are other modes of travel about this world. Like, uh, they show, like, you in a car at a certain point, And there is yeah. speculation that they're taking the success of the first game's Insane Physics and building that into the world in which, okay, instead of you making a car of all this random shit, here are all these car parts that you can put together and it will function in a car and you can manipulate and shape it in any way, shape, or form that you want. They show flying vehicles as well. Yeah. They've said yeah. it's going to be their biggest game uh, in terms of, like, the size of the game it looks like their biggest game ever i still yet to actually finish the original Breath of the Wild. Once again, this might be the game that brings me back to playing a game on my Switch. It might be. My only concern is that, do I, like, I'll, I'll bring it up to our next two stories. In re- reference to Nintendo Direct, we got two stories. One is from Ethan Gotch from Kotaku.com. Only some Switch games will be $70, Nintendo says. Uh, this game is a $70 game. Yeah. And in a world where people got up in arms about the increase during this console generation, I think this is the most flagrant price increase I've seen all generation.
0: Like, For the, Yeah. Yeah, I... So, let me just roll back to the, the trailer. I, I'm showing the trailer right now. It looks really, really cool. It looks really expansive in terms of the things that it's showing that you can do. And like, you are up in the sky. There is speculation that you will be going underground in the tunnels and so on and so forth. I, one, Wonder what the performance is gonna be like for this like you know i i I truly truly believe that Nintendo will not commit the the cardinal sin that Pokemon did like i i'm I believe that they'll make sure this game runs nicely to see that this is seventy dollars to see that you can take that same seventy dollars and buy horizon <laughs> like it out of war it,
1: or elden ring
0: yeah it feels so weird
1: it's my, my thing with this and why it feels weird to me i have been someone who's very vocal i don't give a shit about the price of a game if it's a game i want to play i'll buy it whatever as long as i think it's yeah. fair for everything around it so like i'm not going to spend a hundred dollars on a game when every other game is 70 dollars unless you can look at me in the face and justify why that game is a hundred dollars Right. But if video game prices all went to a hundred dollars, and like I personally, I know we had this argument in the back, and that I would personally be okay with doing that based on my my consumption product. I understand right. prices and everything like that, but that's just me personally. PlayStation raised their prices at the beginning of the generation. People gave them shit for it, but for me, that made sense. We've been sitting at yeah. sixty for a long time. Games are getting more expensive, uh things like that. There is an argument about profits and things like that. You're making X amount of money on this. You can lose money on that. But like I get from a business standpoint, why you would raise the price? Xbox stood the same. Then went in two years later and said, okay, now we're going to raise the price. Okay, fine. This is a brand new generation. We haven't even really gotten real Xbox Series X games. I, right. I can understand that. Nintendo, we are six years into your Switch. <laughs> You're raising the price of this game? <laughs> And you're telling me and it's it, it, not going to run better than any other game that's on an actual good console? No, I'm okay. kidding. On a, on, a, on a modern <laughs> console?
0: Like, oh, man. I, I think, for me, the issue that I have with this being $70, again, if this was going to be something that I'm going to invest hundreds of hours, like, 50s of hours into all right i'm paying the the ten dollars so i know like i'm gonna be in this game for a long time but i think when it comes to the trailer well what they showed it looks great for the next zelda uh sequel game it doesn't look great next to any other 70 dollar game that's like the same triple a level like
1: at least in this genre in this genre
0: yeah 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 yeah, in this genre yeah yeah and I, i think that is such a simplified way of describing it but at the same time that is a, how a lot of gamers look at trailers like this it's like oh that looks really cool the character model doesn't look as good as uh, we remember
1: that. we remember Puddlegate and all that bullshit uh,
0: yeah 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 so it's just like it's it's so i you know i guess this is this is the biggest gun they have to introduce a price increase so i understand why they did it paired with legend of zelda because anyone who played the first one that 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 had the attach rate of what four to one like four games to like one switch console clear, it was
1: also on wii u that's why oh. it's attack rate was true. so insane
0: true true i totally forgot about that
1: but yeah it it just i don't know man like for me it's weird champ it's a weird champ decision i'm okay spending it at 70 dollars, but i don't buy their justification for this like hey we're talking about how big and expansive this world is. You'll be able to go on, maybe on the ground. We know you'll be able to go into the air. How's fast travel going to work as it's loading parts of this world? I'm literally playing for spoken, and for all that game sins, the minute you hit OK on the fast travel, you're there. Yeah. It is instantaneous. Yeah. And that brings me to my second part of this is that uh, this is from Ethan Goss, also from Kotaku. Nintendo says new games are still under development for the six-year-old Switch. So this isn't, like, them preparing for a Switch 2 or a Switch Pro. They're saying that, oh, we're still going to be making Switch games in 2024 and possibly 2025.
0: I want to say stop, but, like, Nintendo does Nintendo things. And I'm just like, all right, Nintendo. <laughs> like, if that's what you say you're going to do now, all right, cool. I, I really want a Switch 2. Like...
1: I don't even want a Switch 2. I just want a dedicated console switch like if there's a switch pro that had unlocks like i don't even want better graphics i just want like frame rate unlock maybe 1080p yeah. r- resolution all of that i'll be i'll be happy i don't need True. i don't need a switch that can play fucking call of duty i because no. yeah. that's what that's an activity problem i have to figure out now because <laughs> microsoft made them make that promise uh i need a switch that can play mario odyssey and have it run as well as Horizon Forbidden West. That's all I need.
0: Yeah. I, I want to switch that could play Pokemon. Like the footage of the person running Pokemon at 60 frames per second. <laughs> I just, come on.
1: <laughs> these are all ass that we want. We all, we want, yeah. Uh, yeah. In a more positive spin on last $70 conversation. And this is where your money is going, people. Uh, this is from uh, Polygon. This is from Ollie Welsh. Nintendo responds to falling profits with 10% raise for Japanese staff. So in all of this, it's been clear that while the Switch is still selling like hotcakes, the uh, Nintendo sort of financials haven't been that great this quarter. Uh, they had like a 7.5% fall in their stock, uh, at least on the Tokyo Stock Exchange. And a couple of weeks ago, I was trying to find a quote by Nintendo of why they were maintaining all... Uh, employees during this period of layoffs and financial downturn because of incoming recession and i couldn't find the quote but this pretty much exemplifies their quote in that your staff is getting a 10 percent raise or at least their japanese staff because in their minds uh it's important for long-term growth to secure our workforce so they want the people currently working for them in japan to feel content in their jobs and not leave for other job sectors
0: yep if you don't feel secure in your job you're not going to want to work again, this goes back to, like, even at this point, there has been no news about PlayStation doing any kind of layoffs whatsoever for any of their studios, and I just, I, I think of Microsoft laying off people from 343 Studios and Coalition, and it's just like... And Bethesda. And, Beth- and Bethesda, yeah, and it's like, that's your three biggest, like, companies, like, that's, that's crazy crazy pants yeah. and again it's just it's where you want to put that money and where you want to invest it and it it's i am happy to see nintendo understand like oh yeah we'll take the hit we need to invest the money into the employees to make the games to make us more money makes sense
1: yeah and this goes in concert with our next story which is from tom phillips is from Eurogamer. take two expects cost reduction program as a string of games flop So this is a response to the new Tales from the Borderlands, Marvel's Midnight Suns, and the PGA Tour just not having great sales. Uh, They've come out and said that they're actually really proud of Marvel's Midnight Suns, despite its poor performance, and pretty much hoping that the Firaxis uh, XCOM uh, uh, pipeline of games where like they have a long tail of sales will make up for its poor early performance, Uh, but They've pretty much said that, well, we're going to restructure all of our portfolios to make up these port sales. And they've also pretty much said layoffs are coming for Take-Two Studios.
0: So they did say layoffs are coming. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I guess they're not trying to uh, avoid layoffs, like I said earlier. <laughs> uh, I guess I misread that. That sucks, though. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, it's the reverse where, again, you know, Microsoft being an American studio. Or a U.S. based studio, Take Two, I believe, is also a U.S. based studio, right? Yeah. So this is how they reduce cost by letting go of people, and it, it sucks. All it does is just hurts the quality of the game that they release. It's kind of weird to to see, like, well, I guess it's not weird. I was gonna say it's weird to see Take Two, um, doing this whole cost reduction thing because GTA 5 Online is still selling like hotcakes. But, you know, that is one game making a lot of money what? having to cover the entire studio.
1: Yeah, I lost. We talked yeah. about the last time. These cost reductions, they're still making profit. These cost yeah. reductions are based entirely on the fact that their shareholders want to see growth. And if you're making less profit than you made last time, you're not showing growth. So the easiest way to handicap is, oh, let's just cut out. I think they're targeting like $100 million or some bullshit. And then we will have fake growth, if that makes sense. Because we're, we're spending less on other things. Uh, yeah.
0: It is a shame, but what's not a shame is you, uh, listener and viewer, for watching and listening to our content. We greatly appreciate you and whatever you're doing right now. There should be caveats to that, but I don't have any right now. Anyways, uh, please do us a solid and like this video if you are watching. Subscribe to the channel if you are watching and hit the notification bell since you're watching. If you are listening, please do us a solid and leave a review on your favorite podcasting you know app that you're using, whatever, even if you're like listening to us through Smoke Signals. That's pretty cool. I didn't know we, we signed up for that, but hey, if you're getting it through there, more power to you. Uh, leave us a review. Do it through Smoke Signals. We, we take Smoke Signals. Anything you got. Greatly appreciate it. All right. With that being said, let us jump back into the show.
1: Okay, our next story is from Ijandis from Logan Plant. MLB The Show 2023 will feature legends from the Negro Leagues. So this is something that popped up on PlayStation, and this is their essentially their Black History Month activation, is that they're using MLB The Show to show off the uh, the Negro Leagues, which was a, an important part of the foundational history of American uh, Major League Baseball. I'm not an MLB The Show guy, uh, so like I can't tell you like the finer details of what this mode means and all the things that coming to that. But from what I can tell, it's going to be a sort of like living gamified museum of games featuring these uh, players that you will be able to experience and learn from, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love this. I think this is a great idea. This is a great synergy between Black History Month and video games. I think more games should do this where they can. Um, Also, I don't really follow baseball too much, so this kind of falls on deaf ears for me. Like, I'm not going to get this because I wouldn't play it. But again, I think this is really great. I think this is great for all those MLB people who are playing the game now and see something like this. Even for those who aren't aware of who these people are, aren't aware of the Negro Leagues and think, why is it called the Negro Leagues? That seems very antiquated. It it, it makes sense for the time. Like, you know, it is what it is. But overall, I think this is cool.
1: Yes, I also think it's cool. This game, I believe uh, Xbox still has their deal with PlayStation in regards to this. Well, their deal with Major League Baseball in regards to (laughs) the game going to be on Game Pass, Game Digital, when it comes out March 28, 2023. Uh, the, uh, the I totally po- forgot about that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the scuttlebutt that I've heard off the great through various streets is that A, why PlayStation isn't doing the same thing with PS Plus is that I'm pretty sure the Xbox Game Pass deals also have the exclusion clause mm-hmm. in them that PlayStation yeah. deals have, so why these games wouldn't show up on a Game Pass, but I also believe even if PlayStation didn't have that deal they wouldn't put this game on PS Plus Based on the way they treat PlayStation Plus as an additive part of their portfolio and rather, rather than the full front of their portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. Xbox players who care, check this out.
0: Definitely. Well,
1: Xbox players who have Game Pass, check it out. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> you mean that's all Xbox players, right? Right? <laughs> no,
1: unfortunately. You think you would think the way certain people talk about it, you would think so.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh yeah okay so our next story was a story that i kind of want to do with sean but he's not here so i have to run it run it solo uh you're gonna have more hands-on uh like information about this next podcast when we've actually sat down and played it but uh this is a story from stella chung is apex 7 season 16 revelry gets team deathmatch we worked class system and more so i am an apex believer in the uh Various conversations we have about battle royales, I've been very adamant that the best battle royale on the market as a pure BR experience is Apex Legends. Uh, we are 16 seasons into this game; it's been out for about I think we're going we're on year four, which is like huge. I like 16 it's,
0: season is insane. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a huge
1: milestone. Uh so they're celebrating this new season with the Revelry season. We're not getting a brand new Legend. Uh, there was a little bit that we would get the uh, uh, Apex Legends mobile characters on PC, but if I, everything I've seen about the mobile characters seems to be they were built for mobile and to take advantage oh, of that okay. platform so they'd have to get okay. major reworks, reworks to uh, show up on console. However, we are getting a new gun for like the first time in a year and a half since we got the car, the Nemesis Rifle which is a burst energy AR that's Feeds up the more you shoot it so if you hold down the trigger you're going to get burst like a hemlock or a uh, uh, or a prowler but it's going to shoot faster so think of devotion this gun is going to be busted on release and hopefully they figure out where it needs to be in the meta before pro league which is, uh apex esports starts off cuz no one needs a gun like this on the floor at the power level they're talking about
0: is there is there like recoil that's accounted for I'm playing
1: play I'm playing on controller. Uh, there is no such thing as recoil. Uh Amethyst will solve all those problems. Oh really? <laughs> like here's Jeez. here's a weird addendum. Uh, I have been playing with the same sense in Apex since I started playing, which is relatively slow because I have bad aim and I need a sort of uh, slow sense to correct it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I changed the four three classic. It's an aimbot. I get into fights oh, wow. and my reticle just latches onto the nearest guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I used to over there. Shoot the I,
1: I used to be really smart. I used to be really smart in this game. I if I got a lot of kills, it was like, oh, it's a fluke. I'm now leaving any match where I survive past mid-game with like three to four kills
0: down. Ooh. So yeah. And that's a lot considering yeah, like yeah. battle royale so yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So we're getting the AR. The big the two big things about this season is they're treating this season like a full-on meta refresh. So the 16 seasons I've had to learn how Apex Legends meta and all the character interactions, that's all mm-hmm. gone. Because now they're yeah. introducing a very class-based system, sort of like a Valorant or an Overwatch, where certain classes have certain base abilities that change the way team compositions works.
0: So, real quick, before you get into that, what is your feelings on that?
1: I think at a casual level, it just doesn't matter. No one at a casual level gives a shit about the greater juice of their abilities, interactions, the meta, macro, micro, anything. At the highest level, this changes everything fundamentally. Uh, Apex usually... Do you,
0: do you think this is as big as a shift as Overwatch 2?
1: Uh, no. No. Okay. Yes, I know. I think it's a bigger shift than Overwatch Two. Bigger, the okay. bigger shift than Overwatch Two, but it will cause less problems than Overwatch Two because Apex isn't jettisoning a fucking entire. It's not a duo game anymore, and that yeah reframes everything. Yeah. All, but yeah. So Apex used to have four classes: offense, defense, recon, and support. Now they've gotten rid of all of those classes, and now we're at five classes: skirmisher, uh, assault, recon, recon is saying, defense is saying, and we're getting a new class. No, defense is gone. We got control. And we got support, support save. uh Recon Legends in old Apex got new ring information. Now that's gone. Now they get only uh, enemy information. So if they go to a beacon, they're going to get a UAV scan of the entire map. Uh, it changes the way certain characters in the game work. Like Valkyrie, Crypto are no longer the most meta character they used to be for their core abilities because they no longer have the ability to beacons anymore during this update they also gutted both seer and bloodhound so they're no longer as oppressive so it's interesting i really want to see beforehand bloodhound and seer used to be most aggro recon characters now it might be crypto which is interesting uh support uh is essentially what they put the r- defense legends in and uh essentially you're going to get blue bins and the ability to craft uh banners at uh crafters so like if someone dies you don't have to go get the banner you can just craft it uh, at low level, this is fine. At high level, it's completely useless. This uh, class is kind of... I think it's one of the weaker of the new classes in terms of, like, usability. The uh, def- control got a huge buff in that characters like Watson, Catalyst, and uh, Caustic all now get to scan Beacon. So they get ring knowledge. So now it benefits teams who want to play zone for playing a defensive character in locking down a zone instead of what it used to be, which is, like, Everyone ran one of these busted recon characters and it didn't matter if you were playing zone or, or you were playing hard edge and fighting people. This changes everything. This also makes Watson, once again, brings her up at the top of the meta. So all the money I right. spent on this character it brings it back. I have to, I have to relearn everything. Uh, skirmisher Legends is, skirmisher Legends is, they're taking all the movement legends. Every character who had sort of insane movement, they're putting them in a the skirmisher uh, uh, tier and they're pretty much boosting their ability to rotate. So Wraith Portal being... move across the map. Before, all these characters had ability to micro-rotate. Like, they could move from one building to one building really easily. And then you had Valkyrie, who could rotate pretty much the entire map. Now they've buffed the rotation ability on all these characters in a way to try to make Valk not the only macro-rotation character, which is cool, but it's one of those things where, independently, most of the skirmishers are bad. So this is, like, the second-worst new class. Uh, okay. Then... Assault is the new class that replaces offensive, and their big thing is they get to hold more ammunition. They also get to open special red bins, which means that they're going to get better loot off drop. This is probably the strongest legend at a casual standpoint because
0: that that seems like it. If you get better equipment or better like stuff and you get more ammo, like,
1: yeah,
0: that's what you need to kill people, right? (laughs)
1: But uh, so I have to relearn all the macro and micro uh, synergy between all these characters and what legends I play and what legends I don't play. I, this may be the return of the Gibraltar. It's definitely ret- the return of my my uh, my Watson. But we'll see how everything else works out. This fucks over my team comps, with Marcus, because he's the only character he could really play at a high level was uh Bloodhound because Bloodhound was super easy. They gutted him, so I need to sit down with him and hopefully get him to figure out how to play Lobo really good to fix our team comps. But yeah, uh, and then. The big change is they're getting rid of Apex Arenas. Apex Arenas was their tactical shooter mode within their BR that they wanted to make an alternative. I think it has been bad forever, and they have also Mm -hmm. recognized it's been bad forever, so just getting rid of it and replacing it with the playlist, which is going to be a series of rotating uh, play modes uh, that they've been specializing over the last uh, last year. Uh, Control, which is their zone-based capture the flag kind of mode. Then there's... uh, Gun Run, which is gun mode from Call of Duty, but with Apex guns. And then the big thing they're introducing this season is Team Deathmatch, which is, hey, those people who love Apex for its mechanics, but don't want to play a BR and die in the first 30 seconds because they have no game sense and won't be able to insta re, uh, respawn. Oh, here you go. Here's Team Deathmatch. You can play this. And you, can just, you can just run it. And that is the Apex update. Uh, This is a question that Sean had been posting in the chat as someone who's been the most vocal about DJ's complaints against Apex Legends and how unfounded they are. He said, DJ, (laughs) they finally added Team Deathmatch. Will you actually play Apex Legends now?
0: So I think the addition to Team Deathmatch is probably the biggest, like I guess, quote-unquote, win for me because as a person who... Really, has been getting his it, their feet wet in the DMZ. Like, Battle Royale was just never my bag. It was just, it was it was always too slow. And then everything ramped up really quickly and you died because of XYZ reasoning. Just like, all right. And you just kind of go back to the load screen and then you just do the whole thing over again. Like, it never really appealed to me too much. So for them to throw it in Team Deathmatch, that is very like, oh, I could give this a shot. The only the only problem is that, as I said, I am getting my feet wet in DMZ, and there is some synergy between Call of Duty and Apex in terms of the people in, from Infinity Ward made Apex. But there's just for me, there's like weird movement stuff that doesn't I don't really jive too well with in Apex, and it's not even like oh you move faster. It's like it's like how you run and strafe like it's a weird thing that like I noticed playing the battle royale and it's like I don't think I like this but again giving the option to play team match or deathmatch yes like that is definitely more appealing to me where like I can see myself you know jumping in and like giving it a go and, and getting a better feel of the characters and how they move and x y and z and how the gunplay works
1: yeah, that's that's gonna be a you Sean and Marcus thing because there's no shot in hell I'm touching team deathmatch <laughs> <laughs> There's absolutely no value to team deathmatch to me. I'm already fucking going <laughs> at the sauce at the actual things that matter Game yeah. Apex, which is game sense, which is the thing that D. He, this is what D. Dave actually complaining about when he said, "Oh, like the it's it's the game sense, it's a game sense
0: when it comes to battle Royale. I don't necessarily think it's game sense. I think because like when it comes down to it, it is target acquisition and dealing with the target. Like target acquisition, that's fine with me. The one thing that I really like about call of duty over apex is the time to kill and i think the time to kill in apex it's longer so it allows you to be more flexible figure out different strategies and x y and z whereas call of duty you see a person I, dmz in warzone it's longer because you have the armor plates and whatever but that I, just
1: feels i can't me. wait for valorant to come on console so we can all abandon all these childish games and play a real game. <laughs> a <laughs> game where, one shot one kill. <laughs> yeah, a gamer, all of DJs. I want, I want, I want. Game t- t- to be zero, <laughs> and I would be like, I want a game that's only game sense, and all that be
0: the same thing. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> all right,
1: our next story, is the next and final story. This is in relation to the ongoing of Blizzard stuff. I'm gonna keep it relatively brief,
0: but real quick. Th- Sean's in the chat. Hi, Sean. You could have been here, but you're with your family.
1: That's all me. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so our first bit of story is... uh, This is from Ethan Gott from Kataka.com. The saga of Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard just took a wild turn. So the UK regulators who have been... The FMA and the UK regulators around them have uh, could have come to terms with how they feel about the uh, Activision Blizzard deal. Uh, And... How do I say this? Because I don't believe this, but this is what they said. Uh, They say if the deal happened, it would negatively impact UK gamers, and it's bad for the UK scene. I don't necessarily believe that, but I'm of the mindset that I just want this deal dead to begin with, so
0: Mm.
1: whatever, it floats your boat. That's the way you went with whatever. That being said, they've come to Microsoft and said something I probably said a while ago what I thought was the best point about this, and it's the sort of bullet in Microsoft's entire argument about why they're buying this. They have said that Activision, the Blizzard, that's all uh, extra on what they really want, which is king. Mm -hmm. So the UK regulators have said, I bet if that is what's the most important part of you for this deal, divest of either Call of Duty, divest of Activision, or divest of Blizzard. That's and then
0: wild—that's a wild statement for Microsoft it, to have it figure out, man. It's like, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. But there's something that you
1: can keep a portion of this uh, company, just a portion of it, not the entire thing for sixty-nine billion dollars.
0: And with a checkmate, man. Like, what? Like, what do you do with this? Like, that's so. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. That that's such a great move to call Microsoft on their bluff talking about like trying to reduce how important Call of Duty is to them and it's like alright well yeah if, if you are in it for King, have King you don't get Call of Duty, you don't get Blizzard, just have King and it's like yeah we could have King, we could have the money but like
1: the question is the is Activision Blizzard willing, willing to spend like if I'm, uh, my, my thing is if I'm Microsoft and I'm serious about this and the amount of money I'm spending and all things like that mm-hmm. I would take the deal. I would take King if that's what mm-hmm. we really want. Mm-hmm. But in my thing is, they've been, I think they've been uh, stretching the truth in regards to what, how they care about this. They want all of these IPs to bolster Game Pass. That's all they want. So, yeah. so I don't think they're willing to sell on their own uh, hat truths. That being said, I don't think Activision Blizzard is going to want to sell for less. They're going to want oh, yeah, to- yeah. $69 And Microsoft's like, you don't know. How about twenty billion
0: <laughs> How about that no 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 i've already I've already put ten yachts in my Amazon cart. I need that money <laughs> like yeah. it's ridiculous
1: it's 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 a while i don't. We do, we still don't know what the FTC's playing all of this is because they're belting from both sides by the UK and the uh, America. There is the argument of I think one thing that's like oh, we just pull out of the UK, which is like yeah. okay, at the market you're mm-hmm. just not going to sell in. Which is interesting thing. I don't think they're going to do that. But if both regulators come at them at the same time, I think this is actually a serious thing that threatens the deal. Uh, that they yeah. they have the money to fight. But like that's a 2024. We're still fighting this instead of a 2023, we'll have this done by the end of the year situation. Yep.
0: yep. Uh, and no one wants that.
1: No, they don't want that.
0: <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say no one doesn't. all yeah. Microsoft yeah. Uh
1: Yeah, expanding upon this, we got from Luke Plunkett from Kotaku. Sony accuses Microsoft of harassment in the court battle. So essentially, uh, we talked about... Uh, did we talk about it or not? Anyway, uh, uh, my, Sony got subpoenaed by Microsoft for information in regards to this, the court dealings. It was falsely reported, that that meant, like, Tony would have to be forced to show their hand in regards to all their deals and situation. But when it, when it looks like the discovery is based entirely upon like uh, executive conversations. So probably conversations executives have had about this deal and their feelings about this or whatever. Uh, there's some, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to get into the uh, minute details of what this all means, but uh, suffice to say, uh, they've been asking repeatedly for this. And Tony has been like, now nah, we're good. Uh, and this is somehow escalated to like a court telling Microsoft that, you have to stop asking for this. <laughs> calm
0: which down, is, bro. <laughs>
1: which is interesting. Because, like, the only read I'm getting on this is that, like, Microsoft is doing their due diligence in this. And if Sony got the court to say, like, you need to calm down with this, that is, that is an interesting development. Yeah. Uh, this is a story from Tom Ivan from VGC. Analysts view UK interest warning as a signal Xbox activation deal is close to being approved. Uh... This is the story that I want everyone to read because I don't understand the final details of what this really means. But from what I can gather, it's like the UK regulators have given them their, I guess, ultimatum on how they feel they want this deal to be uh, fulfilled. So it's on Microsoft to either appeal to this and just close this deal or fight it. And then we'll, we'll see how long it lasts. Once again, yeah. I, I advise people to read this. This entire thing is all that legal uh, mumbo-jumbo that I'm not the most erudite in stolen to people. Uh, ignoring that sentence I just said, <laughs> I recognize in hindsight that comes off as weird and pretentious. I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
0: no, you're just very verbose. That's all.
1: <laughs> oh, and the last bit of the story is that Bobby Connick has been going out on a tour of anyone who will let him speak to talk about this deal. <laughs> uh, we got some choice sound bites. This is a blue from Kotaku. The UK will become Death Valley if Microsoft's purchase isn't approved. And isn't him being slightly racist against Asian corporations, ignoring the actual global like ramifications of what this deal might mean? He is playing to like a uh, certain Orientalism bullshit to get this point across. Ultimately, he's saying that like Sony is a Japanese company. They don't have American interests at heart. They're not doing this for America and things like that. That Microsoft, as an American company, will keep jobs in America and the UK. But uh, it's, it's a lot of weird fear-mongering things he's saying here. Yeah. He also is accusing uh, Sony of trying to sabotage the Microsoft Activity Takeover it's from Andy Robinson, which we've talked about multiple times. They are. There's no world that Sony wants his deal to go it's through. Facts. So there's no world where they're helpful to Microsoft in spending $69 billion to take Call of Duty away from them, potentially.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 you t- you telling me Coltick is mad that Sony, PlayStation is trying to do anything and everything to stop this deal that's going to negatively affect them? Really? <laughs> like, what? I'm not
1: thinking they're doing everything and anything. If they're oh, doing yeah. anything, people are a- like, if the people are asking them, they're doing it. But they're not like, alright, we need to fucking hire spies to, like, yeah. ruin it <laughs> or anything like that.
0: Uh, shoot some tires out
1: <laughs> his big assertion is the minute this deal happened that Sony stopped talking to Activision and that Sony also stopped talking to Microsoft uh, Microsoft has also corroborated that Sony isn't really talking to them on anything which we know because they're not trying to help Microsoft in any way shape or form because any conversation positive with them is an approval of this deal which is the antithesis of every talking point that Sony has and then not talking to Activision which is an interesting thing but like if I'm talking on a personal level like what? So you want to sell yourself to our biggest competitor? And you want us to talk like everything is fine? That being said, the PlayStation still has the deal, the marketing deal. But as far as I can tell, Activision Blizzard is more than happy of just spending all their marketing dollars to market their game by themselves and just put PlayStation at the end of it instead of show Call of Duty at PlayStation events. Yeah. And then the final dark uh, cloud over this is that Bubba Kodak will absolutely remain the CEO if Microsoft deal fails. It is claimed. This is the only yeah. downside I see to this deal falling through, yeah. is that Kodak will still remain a charge of the company. He's proven to be an awful human being, but an okay businessman. So it's like, this is a rock in a hard place in regards to how I feel about this deal. Because once again, I said this multiple times, I don't want trillion dollar company, Microsoft, just spending more money than their main competitor is worth to just buy other parts of the industry and be rewarded for that. That doesn't sound like I get it. You guys quote unquote don't have games of like 28 studios or some shit like that. But like, I don't, I don't feel that this is the right play for the growth of the exactly. industry.
0: Uh, you don't, you don't want this to be the the signal for, you know, potential moves in the future. Cause it- no. I mean, They've they, they openly said
1: that they're still going to be on a spending spree in terms of yeah. buying studios after this, and I'm like, "That is hey, who else are you buying? Like what the fuck? That is absurd. Like, that else is, else is you know, it's 100 absurd. That's 100 absurd. You bought oh two publishers, God. right?
0: <laughs> We're gonna buy Nintendo next, <laughs>
1: like, and for so an Xbox fan, that's an absolute win. And I get that point of view that there's no reason to be this, but like that's here or
0: there. Kodak needs he needs to get kicked. He needs to be put out, like.
1: Yeah, he's not going to get kicked because the fucking shareholders love him uh, because he makes some money. Uh, yeah. But that's why I've always wanted this Activision Blizzard to just fall apart as a corporation. I, either way, even if this deal goes through, it doesn't go through, this man is being rewarded tremendously for just being an awful person. Uh, I, I'm i hoping for the world activist the Blizzard falls apart as a corporation and all of its intellectual properties get sold to the wind to people who are willing to spend the money to support them going forward.
0: I mean... My thing is, I would love for that to happen. I I would love for Kodak to get put out. They put a new CEO person in, and that person writes to ship and fix all the studio harassment issue that's happening. But, like, in a situation where, okay, well, you know, Activision Blizzard is now scrapped and now they have to sell off the IP, it's like, who is going to buy that? Like, the price tag on Call of Duty alone would just be insane.
1: It would be. The, if the world where Call of Duty itself is rolled off to its own entertainment entity in itself, yeah. and it, it stays self-sufficient, I think it's the only part of that company that can survive that way, and everything else That's can true. be sold off. I think yeah. Blizzard might have a problem because all their games are so interlinked with each other that they yeah. have to be bought off as an entertainment brand. But it, it's, I think it's more complicated. I don't want this deal to go through. I also don't want Bobby Cutler to still be in charge. So I'm going to yeah. rock at a hard place. Uh, but yeah, that's the last bit yeah. of the Microsoft Activation news. We are going to be fitting with this for the next possibly year.
0: Ugh. Ugh. All right. Well, that has been it for Press X to Starts Gamers Digest. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed making it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to your favorite YouTube channel, which is us, which you're watching right now uh if you are listening we greatly appreciate that you leave us a review oh yeah that's it that's it i i hit the two things i needed to hit we done talked through all the the most important gaming news for the past week enjoy with that being said take care be safe keep gaming
1: goodbye everyone